0: Chapter 40 and 41 of Don Quixote, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Brian von Dietenroth. Don Quixote, Volume 2, by Miguel de Cervantes Saavedra. Translated by John Ormsby. Chapter 40 of matters relating and belonging to this adventure and to this memorable history. Verily and truly, all those who find pleasure in histories like this, ought show their gratitude to Cid Hamete, its original author, for the scrupulous care he has given to set before us all its minute particulars, not leaving anything, however trifling it may be, that he does not make clear and plain. He portrays the thoughts... He reveals the fancies, he answers implied questions, clears up doubts, sets objections at rest, and, in a word, makes plain the smallest points the most inquisitive can desire to know. O renowned author, O happy Don Quixote, O famous, famous Droll Sancho, all and each may ye live countless ages for the delight and amusement of the dwellers on earth. The history goes on to say that, when Sancho saw the distressed one faint, he exclaimed, I swear by the faith of an honest man, in the shades of all my ancestors, the Ponzas, that never I did see or hear of, nor has my master related or conceived in his mind, such an adventure as this. A thousand devils, not to curse thee, take thee, Malbruno, for an enchanter and a giant. Couldst thou find no other sort of punishment for these sinners but bearding them? would it not have been better it would have been better for them to have taken off half their noses from the middle upwards even though they'd have snuffled when they spoke than to have put beards on them i'll bet that they have not the means of paying anybody to shave them that is the truth signor said one of the twelve we have not the money to get ourselves shaved and so we have some of us taken to using sticking-plasters by way of an economical remedy for by applying them to our faces and plucking them off with a jerk we are left as bare and smooth as the bottom of a stone mortar there are to be sure women in candy that go about from house to house to remove down and trim eyebrows and make cosmetics for the use of the women but we the dueñas of my lady would never let them in for most of them have a flavor of agents that have ceased to be principles, And if we are not relieved by Senor Don Quixote, we shall be
1: carried to our graves with beards. I will pluck out my own in the land of the Moors, said Don Quixote. If I don't cure yours.
0: At this instant the Trifaldi recovered from her swoon and said, The chink of that promise valiant knight reached my ears in the midst of my swoon and has been the means of reviving me and bringing me back my senses and so once more i implore you illustrious errant indomitable sir to let your gracious promises be turned into deeds
1: there shall be no delay on my part said don quixote bethink you senora What I must do, for my heart is most eager to serve you. The fact is,
0: replied the distressed one, it is five thousand leagues, a couple more or less, from this to the kingdom of candy, if you go by land. But if you go through the air and in a straight line, it is three thousand two hundred and twenty-seven. You must know, too, that Malabruno told me that whenever fate provided the knight our deliverer, he himself would send him a steed far better with less tricks than a post-horse, for he will be that same wooden horse on which the valiant pierres carried off the fair Magalona, which said horse is guided by a peg he has in his forehead that serves for a bridle and flies through the air with such rapidity that you would fancy the very devils were carrying him this horse according to ancient tradition was made by merlin he lent him to pierres who was a friend of his and who made long journeys with him and has been said carried off the fair magalona bearing her through the air on its haunches and making all who beheld them from the earth gape with astonishment AND HE NEVER LENT THEM SAVE TO THOSE WHO HE LOVED OR THOSE WHO PAID HIM WELL. AND SINCE THE GREAT PIERRE'S, WE KNOW OF NO ONE HAVING MOUNTED HIM UNTIL NOW. FROM HIM, MALABRUNO STOLE HIM BY HIS MAGIC ART, AND HE HAS HIM NOW IN HIS POSSESSION, AND MAKES USE OF HIM IN HIS JOURNEYS WHICH HE CONSTANTLY MAKES THROUGH DIFFERENT PARTS OF THE WORLD. HE IS HERE TODAY, TOMORROW IN FRANCE, AND THE NEXT DAY IN POTOSI and the best of it is the said horse neither eats nor sleeps nor wears out shoes and goes at an ambling pace through the air without wings so that he whom he has mounted upon him can carry a cup full of water in his hand without spilling a drop so smoothly and easily does he go for which reason the fair magalona enjoyed riding him greatly for going smoothly and easily said sancho at this give me my dapple though he can't go through the air but on the ground i'll back him against all the amblers in the world they all laughed and the distressed one continued and this same horse if so be that malabruno is disposed to put an end to our sufferings will be here before us ere the night shall have advanced half an hour for he announced to me that the sign he would give me whereby i might know that i had found the knight i was in quest of would be to send me the horse wherever he might be speedily and promptly and how many is there room for on these horse asked sancho two said the distressed one one in the saddle and the other on the croup and generally these two are knight and squire when there is no damsel that's being carried off i'd like to know signora distressed one said sancho what is the name of this horse his name said the distressed one is not the same as bellerophon's horse that was called pegasus or alexander the great's called bucephalus or orlando furioso's the name of which was brigliador nor yet bayard the horse of Rinaldo's of montalvan nor frontino like ruggiero's nor boots nor perutoa as they say the horses of the sun were called nor is he called aurelia like the horse on which the unfortunate ruggiero the last king of the goths rode to the battle where he lost his life and his kingdom i'll bet said sancho that as they have given him none of these famous names of well-known horses no more have they given him the name of my masters "'for which being an apt surpasses all that have been mentioned.' "'That is true,' said the bearded countess. "'Still, it fits him very well, for he is called Clavileno the Swift, "'which name is in accordance with his being made of wood, "'with the peg he has in his forehead, and with the swift pace at which he travels. "'And so, as far as name goes, he may compare with the famous Rocinante.' I have nothing to say against his name, said Sancho. But with what sort of bridle or halter is he managed? I have said already, said the Trifaldi, that it is with a peg, by turning which to one side or the other, the knight who rides him makes him go as he pleases, either through the upper air, or skimming and almost sweeping the earth, or else in that middle course that is sought and followed in all well regulated proceedings. I like to see him. Said Sancho. But to fancy I'm going to mount him, either in the saddle or on the croup, is to ask pears of the elm tree. A good joke, indeed. I can hardly keep my seat upon dapple, and on a pack saddle softer than silk itself. And here they'd have me hold on upon haunches of plank without a pad or a cushion of any sort. Gad, I have no notion of bruising myself to get rid of anyone's beard. Let each one shave himself as best he can. "'I'm not going to accompany my master on any such long journey. "'Besides, I can't give any help to the shaving of these beards "'as I can to the disenchantment of my lady Dulcinea.' "'Yes, you can, my friend,' replied the Trafaldi, "'And so much that without you, so I understand, we shall be able to do nothing.' "'In the king's name!' exclaimed Sancho what have squires got to do with the adventures of their masters are they to have the fame of such as they go through and we the labour body oh me if the historians would only say such and such a knight finish such and such an adventure but with the help of so-and-so his squire without which it would have been impossible for him to accomplish it but they write curtly don para l'ipomenon. Of the three stars accomplished the adventure of the six monsters without mentioning such a person as his squire who was there all the time just as if there was no such being once more sirs i say my master may go alone and such good may it do him and i'll stay here in the company of my lady the duchess and maybe when he comes back he will find the lady dulcinea's affair ever so much advanced "'for I mean in leisure hours and at idle moments "'to give myself a spell of whipping "'without so much as a hair to cover me.' "'For all that you must go, if it be necessary, my good Sancho,' "'said the Duchess, for they are worthy folk who ask you. "'And the faces of these ladies must not remain overgrown in this way "'because of your idle fears. "'That would be a hard case indeed.' "'In the King's name once more,' said Sancho, If this charitable work were to be done for the sake of damsels in confinement, or or charity girls, a man might expose himself to such hardships. But to bear it for the sake of stripping beards of duenas? Devil take it! I'd sooner see them all bearded, from the highest to the lowest, and from the most prudish to the most affected. You are very hard on duenas, Sancho, my friend, said the Duchess you incline very much to the opinion of the toledo apothecary but indeed you are wrong there are dueñas in my house that may serve as patterns of dueñas and here is my dona rodriguez who will not allow me to say otherwise your excellence may say it if you like said the rodriguez for god knows the truth of everything and whether we dueñas are good or bad bearded or smoothed we are our mother's daughters like other women and as god sent us into the world he knows why he did and on his mercy i rely and not on anybody's
1: beard well senora rodriguez senora terfaldi and present company said don quixote i trust in heaven that it will look with kindly eyes upon your troubles for sancho will do as i bid him Only let Clavilegno come and let me find myself face to face with Malabruno. And I am certain no razor will shave you more easily than my sword shall shave Malabruno's head off his shoulders. For God bears with the wicked, but not forever. (sighs) Ah!
0: exclaimed the distressed one at this may all the stars of the celestial regions look down upon your greatness with benign eyes valiant knight and shed every prosperity and valour upon your heart that it may be the shield and safeguard of the abused and downtrodden race of duennas detested by apothecaries sneered at by squires and made game of by pages "'Ill betide the jay that in the flower of her youth would not sooner become a nun than a duanya! Unfortunate beings that we are, we duanyas, though we may be descended in the direct male line from Hector of Troy himself, our mistresses never fail to address us as you, if they think it makes queens of them.' oh giant malabruno thou art an enchanter thou art true to thy promises send us now the peerless clavileno, that our misfortune may be brought to an end for if the hot weather sets in and these beards of ours are still there
1: alas for our lot
0: the trifaldi said this in such a pathetic way that she drew tears from the eyes of all and even sancho's filled up and he resolved in his heart to accompany his master to the uttermost ends of the earth, if so be the removal of the wool from those venerable countenances depended upon it. End of chapter 40 Chapter 41 Of the Arrival of Clavileno and the End of this Protracted Adventure And now night came, and with it the appointed time for the arrival of the famous horse clavileño the non-appearance of which was already beginning to make don quixote uneasy for it struck him that as Malabruno was so long about sending it either he himself was not the knight for whom the adventure was reserved or else Malabruno did not dare to meet him in single combat but lo suddenly there came into the garden four wild men all clad in green ivy bearing on their shoulders a great wooden horse. They placed it on his feet on the ground, and one of the wild men said,
1: Let the knight who has heart for it mount this machine.
0: Here Sancho exclaimed, I don't mount, for neither have I the heart, nor am I a knight.
1: And let the squire, if he has one, continued the wild man, take his seat on the croup, and let him trust the valiant Malabruno. For by no sword save his, nor by the malice of any other, shall he be assailed. It is but to turn this peg the horse has in his neck, and he will bear them through the air to where Malabruno awaits them. But lest the vast elevation of their course should make them giddy, their eyes must be covered until the horse neighs, which will be the sign of their having completed their journey
0: with these words leaving Clavileno behind them they retired with easy dignity the way they came as soon as the distressed one saw the horse almost in tears she exclaimed to don quixote valiant knight the promise of
1: malabruno has proved trustworthy the horse has come our beards are growing and by every hair in them all of us
0: implore thee to shave and shear us as it is only mounting him with thy squire and making a happy beginning with your new journey
1: that i will signora countess trifaldi said don quixote most gladly and with right good will without stopping to take a cushion or put on my spurs so as not to lose time such is my desire to see you and all these dueñas shaved clean that i won't said sancho with good
0: will or bad will or any way at all and if this shaving can't be done without my mounting on the croup my master had better look out for another squire to go with him and these ladies for some other way of making their faces smooth i'm no witch to have a taste for travelling through the air What would my islanders say when they heard their governor was going strolling about on the winds? And another thing. As it is three thousand and odd leagues from this to candy, if the horse tires or the giant takes hoff, we'll be a half dozen years getting back, and there won't be isle or island in the world that will know me. And so, as it is a common saying, in delay there's danger, and when they offer thee a heifer, run with a halter these ladies beards must excuse me saint peter is very well in rome i mean i am very well in this house here so much is made of me and i hope for such a good thing from the master as to see myself a governor friend sancho said the duke at this the island that i have promised you is not a moving one or one that will run away it has roots so deeply buried in the bowels of the earth that it will be no easy matter to pluck it up or shift it from where it is. You know as well as I do that there is no sort of office of any importance that is not obtained by a bribe of some kind, great or small. Well, then, that which I took to receive for this government is that you go with your master, Don Quixote and bring this memorable adventure to a conclusion. And whether you return on Claveleño as quickly as his speed seems to promise, or adverse fortune brings you back on foot, traveling as a pilgrim from hostel to hostel and from inn to inn, you will always find your island on your return. Where you left it, and your islanders in the same eagerness they have always had to receive you as their governor and my good will will remain the same doubt not the truth of this senor sancho for that would be grievously wronging my disposition to serve you say no more senor said sancho i am a poor squire and not equal to carrying so much courtesy let my master mount bandage my eyes and commit me to god's care and tell me if i may commend myself to our lord or call upon the angels to protect me when we go towering up there to this the Trifaldi made answer sancho you may freely command yourself to god or whom you will for malabruno though an enchanter is a christian and works his enchantments with great circumspection taking very good care not to fall out with any one Where well, then said sancho god and the most holy trinity of Gaeta, give me help since the
1: memorable adventure of the fulfilling mills
0: said don quixote
1: i have never seen sancho in such a fright as now were i as superstitious as others his abject fear would cause me some little trepidation of spirit but come here sancho for with the leave of these gentles i would say a word or two to thee in private
0: and drawing sancho aside among the trees of the garden and seizing both his hands he said
1: thou seest brother sancho the long journey we have before us and god knows when we shall return or what leisure or opportunities this business will allow us i wish thee therefore to retire now to thy chamber "'as though thou wert going to fetch something required for the road. "'And in a trice give thyself, if it be, "'only five hundred lashes on account of three thousand three hundred "'to which thou art bound. "'It will be all to the good, "'and to make a beginning with a thing is to have it half finished.' "'By
0: God!' said Sancho.
1: "'But your worship must
0: be out of your senses. "'This is like the common saying.' You see me with child, and you want me a virgin. Just as I am about to go sitting on a bare board, your worship would have me score my backside. Indeed, your worship is not reasonable. Let us be off to shave these dueñas, and on our return, I promise on my word
1: to make such haste to wipe off all that's due as will satisfy your worship. I can't say more." Well, I will comfort myself with that promise, my good Sancho," replied Don Quixote and I believe thou wilt keep it, for indeed, though stupid, thou art voracious. I'm not voracious, said Sancho, only peckish. But even if I was a little, still,
0: I'd keep my word. With this, they went back to Mount Clavileño, and as they were about to do so, Don Quixote said, Cover thine eyes, Sancho,
1: and mount, for one who sends for us from lands so far distant cannot mean to deceive us for the sake of the paltry glory to be derived from deceiving persons who trust in him though all should turn out the contrary of what i hope no malice will be able to dim the glory of having undertaken this exploit let us be off senor
0: said sancho for i have taken the beards and tears of these ladies deeply to heart and i shan't eat a bit to relish it until i have seen them restored to their former smoothness Mount, your worship, and blindfold yourself, for if I am to go on the croup, it is plain the rider in the saddle must mount first. That is true, said Don Quixote, and taking a handkerchief out of his pocket, he begged the distressed one to bandage his eyes very carefully. But after having them bandaged,
1: he uncovered them again, saying, If my memory does not deceive me, I have read in Virgil of the Palladium of Troy a wooden horse the greeks offered to the goddess pallas which was big with armed knights who were afterwards the destruction of troy so it would be as well to see first of all what claveleño has in his stomach there is no occasion
0: said the distressed one
1: i will be bail for him and i know that Malabruno has nothing tricky or treacherous about him you may mount without fear signor don quixote on my head be it, if any harm befalls you.
0: Don Quixote thought that to say anything further with regard to his safety would be putting his courage in an unfavourable light. And so, without more words, he mounted Clavileno and tried the peg, which turned easily. And as he had no stirrups and his legs hung down, he looked like nothing so much as a figure in some Roman triumph painted or embroidered on a Flemish tapestry. Much against the grain, And very slowly Sancho proceeded to mount, and after settling himself as well as he could on the croup, found it rather hard, and not at all soft, and asked the duke if it would be possible to oblige him with a pad of some kind, or a cushion, even if it were off the couch of his lady the duchess, or the bed of one of the pages, as the haunches of that horse were more like marble than wood. On this the Trifaldi observed that Clavaleño would not bear any kind of harness or trappings, and that his best plan would be to sit sideways like a woman, as in that way he could not feel the hardness so much. Sancho did so, and bidding them farewell allowed his eyes to be bandaged, but immediately afterwards uncovered them again, and looking tenderly and tearfully on those in the garden, bade them help him in his present strait, with plenty of pater and ave marias that god might provide someone to say as many for them whenever they found themselves in a similar emergency at this don quixote exclaimed
1: art thou on the gallows thief or at thy last moment to use pitiful entreaties of that sort cowardly spiritless creature art thou not in the very place the fair magalona occupied and from which she descended not into the grave but to become queen of France, unless the histories lie, and I, who am here beside thee, may I not put myself on par with the valiant Pierre, who pressed this very spot that I now press? Cover thine eyes, cover thine eyes, abject animal, and let not thy fear escape thy lips, at least in my presence. Blind for me," said Sancho, "as you won't let me commend
0: myself or be commended to God." is it any wonder if i am afraid there is a region of devils about here that will carry us off to Peraville? they were then blindfolded and don quixote finding himself settled to his satisfaction felt for the peg and the instant he placed his fingers on it all the dueñas and all who stood by lifted up their voices exclaiming god guide thee valiant knight god be with thee intrepid squire Now, now, ye go cleaving the air more swiftly than an arrow. Now ye begin to amaze and astonish all who are gazing at you from the earth. Take care not to wobble about, valiant Sancho. Mind now, fall not, for thy fall will be worse than that rash youths who tried to steer the chariot of his father the sun. As Sancho heard the voices, clinging tightly to his master and winding his arms round him, he said, Senor, how do they make out we are going up so high if their voices reach us here and they seem to be speaking quite close to us
1: don't mind that sancho said don quixote for as affairs of this sort and flights like this are out of the common course of things you can see and hear as much as you like a thousand leagues off but don't squeeze me so tight or thou wilt upset me and really i know not what thou hast to be uneasy or frightened at for i can safely swear i never mounted a smoother-going steed all the days of my life one would fancy we never stirred from one place banish fear my friend for indeed everything is going as it ought and we have the wind astern it's true
0: said sancho for such a strong wind comes against me on this side that it seems as if people were blowing on me with a thousand pair of bellows which was the case They were puffing at him with a great pair of bellows for the whole adventure was so well planned by the duke the duchess and their majordomo that nothing was omitted to make it perfectly successful don quixote now feeling the blast said beyond a doubt sancho
1: we must have already reached the second region of the air where the hail and the snow are generated the thunder the lightning and the thunderbolts are engendered in the third region and if we go on ascending at this rate we shall shortly plunge into the region of fire, and I know not how to regulate this peg so as not to mount up where we shall be burned.
0: And now they began to warm their faces from a distance, with toe that could be easily set on fire and extinguished again, fixed on the end of a cane. On feeling the heat, Sancho said, May I die if we are not already
1: in that fireplace, or very near it, for a good part of my beard has been singed. And I have a mind, Senor, to uncover and see whereabouts we are. Do nothing of the kind, said Don Quixote. Remember the true story of the licentiate Torralva, that the devils carried flying through the air, riding on a stick with his eyes shut, who in twelve hours reached Rome and dismounted at Torre di Nona, which is a street of the city, and saw the whole sack and storming and the death of Bourbon and was back in madrid the next morning where he gave an account of all he had seen and he said moreover that as he was going through the air the devil bade him open his eyes and he did so and saw himself so near the body of the moon so it seemed to him that he could have laid hold of it with his hand and that he did not dare to look at the earth lest he should be seized with giddiness so that sancho it will not do for us to uncover ourselves for he who has us in charge will be responsible for us and perhaps we are gaining an altitude and mounting up to enable us to descend at one swoop on the kingdom of candy as the shaker or falcon does on the heron so as to seize it however high it may soar and though it seems to us not half an hour since we left the garden believe me we must have travelled a great distance i don't know how that can be said sancho
0: all i know is that if the signora magallanes or Magalona was satisfied with this croup, she could not have been very tender of flesh the duke the duchess and all in the garden were listening to the conversation of the two heroes and were beyond measure amused by it and now desirous of putting a finishing touch to this rare and well-contrived adventure they applied a light to claveleño's tail with some toe and the horse being full of squibs and crackers immediately blew up with a prodigious noise, and brought Don Quixote and Sancho Panza to the ground half-singed. By this time the bearded band of dueñas, the Trifaldi, and all, had vanished from the garden, and those that remained lay stretched on the ground as if in a swoon. Don Quixote and Sancho got up rather shaken, and, looking about them, were filled with amazement at finding themselves in the same garden from which they had started, and seeing such a number of people stretched out on the ground and their astonishment was increased when at one side of the garden they perceived a tall lance planted in the ground and hanging from it by two cords of green silk a smooth white parchment on which there was the following inscription in large gold letters the illustrious knight don quixote of la mancha has by merely attempting it finished and concluded the adventure of the countess Otherwise called the distressed Duena. Malabruno is now satisfied on every point. The chins of the Duenas are now smooth and clean, and King Don Clavijo and Queen Antonomasia in their original form. And when the squirely flagellation shall have been completed, the white dove shall find herself delivered from the pestiferous gerfalcons that persecute her, and in the arms of her beloved mate for such is the decree of the sage merlin arch-enchanter of enchanters as soon as don quixote had read the inscription on the parchment he perceived clearly that it referred to the disenchantment of dulcinea and returning hearty thanks to heaven that he had with so little danger achieved so grand an exploit as to restore their former complexion the countenances of those venerable dueñas he advanced towards the duke and duchess who had not yet come to themselves And taking the duke by the hand he said
1: be of good cheer worthy sir be of good cheer it's nothing at all the adventure is now over and without any harm done as the inscription fixed on this post shows plainly the
0: duke came to himself slowly and like one recovering consciousness after a heavy sleep and the duchess and all who had fallen prostrate about the garden did the same with such demonstrations of wonder and amazement that they would have almost persuaded one that what they pretended so adroitly in jest had happened to them in reality the duke read the placard with half-shut eyes and then ran to embrace don quixote with open arms declaring him to be the best knight that had ever been seen in any age sancho kept looking about for the distressed one to see what her face was like without the beard and if she was as fair as her elegant person promised but they told him that the instant claveleño descended flaming through the air and came to the ground the whole band of dueñas with the trafaldi vanished and that they were already shaved and without a stump left the duchess asked sancho how he had fared on that long journey to which sancho replied i felt signora that we were flying through the region of fire as my master told me and i wanted to uncover my eyes for a bit but my master when i asked leave to uncover myself would not let me but as I have a little bit of curiosity about me, and a desire to know what is forbidden and kept from me, quietly and without anyone seeing me, I drew aside the handkerchief covering my eyes ever so little, close to my nose, and from underneath looked towards the earth, and it seemed to me that it was altogether no bigger than a grain of mustard seed, and that the men walking on it were little bigger than hazelnuts, so you may see how high we must have got to then. To this the Duchess said, Sancho, my friend, mind what you are saying. It seems you could not have seen the earth, but only the men walking on it. For if the earth looked to you like a grain of mustard seed, and each man like a hazelnut, one man alone would have covered the whole earth. That is true, said Sancho, but for all that I got a glimpse of a bit of one side of it and saw it all. Take care, Sancho, said the Duchess with a bit of one side one does not see the whole of what one looks at i don't understand that way of looking at things said sancho i only know that your ladyship will do well to bear in mind that as we were flying by enchantment so i might have seen the whole earth and all the men by enchantment whatever way i looked and if you won't believe this no more will you believe that uncovering myself nearly to the eyebrows i saw myself so close to the sky that there was not a bomb and a half between me and it and by everything that I can swear by, Signora, it is mighty great. And it so happened, we came by where the seven goats are, and by God and upon my soul, as in my youth I was a goat herd in my own country. As soon as I saw them, I felt a longing to be among them for a little, and if I had not given way to it, I think I'd have burst. So I come and take, and what do I do? Without saying anything to anybody, not even to my master, softly and quietly, i got down from clavileño and amused myself with these goats which are like violets like flowers for nigh three-quarters of an hour and clavileño never stirred or moved from one spot and while the good sancho was amusing himself with the goats said the duke how did senor don quixote amuse himself
1: to which don quixote replied as all these things and such like occurrences are out of the ordinary course of nature it is no wonder that sancho says what he does for my own part i can only say that i did not uncover my eyes either above or below nor did i see sky or earth or sea or shore it is true i felt that i was passing through the region of the air and even that i touched that of fire but that we passed farther i cannot believe For the region of fire being between the heaven of the moon and the last region of the air, we could not have reached that heaven where the seven goats Sancho speaks of are without being burned. And as we were not burned, either Sancho is lying or Sancho is dreaming.
0: I am neither lying nor dreaming, said Sancho. Only ask me the tokens of those same goats, and you'll see by that whether I'm telling the truth or not. Tell us them then, Sancho." said the duchess two of them said sancho are green two blood-red two blue and one a mixture of all colors an odd
1: sort of goat that said the duke in this earthly region of ours we have no such colors i mean goats of no such
0: colors that's very plain said sancho of course there must be a difference between the goats of heaven and the goats of earth tell me sancho said the duke did you see any he-goat among those goats no signor said sancho but i have heard say that none ever passed the horns of the moon they did not care to ask him anything more about his journey for they saw he was in the vein to go rambling all over the heavens giving an account of everything that went on there without having ever stirred from the garden such in short was the end of the adventure of the distressed dueña which gave the duke and duchess laughing matter not only for the time being, but for all their lives, and Sancho something to talk about for ages, if he lived so long. But Don Quixote, coming close to his ear, said to him,
1: Sancho, as you would have us believe what you saw in heaven, I require you to believe me as to what I saw in the cave of Montesinos. I say no more.
0: End of chapter 41 Recording by Brian Von Diedenroth WWW